Ghost Biz is proudly presented by IJG. IJG, making your money work for you. Welcome to this week's edition of Ghost Biz, where we're going to take a look at what's going on uh, on the markets, uh, both uh, in Southern Africa as well as uh, around the world. And joining us, as always, is the Finance Ghost. Welcome, Ghost. Thank you, Gary. Always good to be here. I believe you are up in Joburg, so not the usual uh, Namibia Cape Town axis that we specialize in. No, no, no. The, the, the axis is shifting. It's now a triangle because Ray, <laughs> the producer, is sitting in Vintook at the moment. Let's uh, start out with um, uh, we're going from ghosts to aliens. And this is uh, we started with Lewis. Um, and I, telling uh, when we look at results that even though there's some growth in those markets, that it is highly reliant on having access to credit. Uh, and UFO, one of Lewis's brands that uh, you uh, interestingly titled an unpleasant UFO sighting. Tell yes. us a little bit more about what's going on there. Yeah, so the unpleasantry around UFO is that they rely on cash sales, and that's not where you want to be right now. Unfortunately, South African consumers are getting absolutely smashed. So it's the old story. You still need to buy stuff to live, but unfortunately, then you just keep ramping up the credit and kind of hoping and hoping for the best. So it is a little bit of a ticking time bomb. And I think we've seen that theme coming through in some of the retailer updates. We've had a whole bunch of updates actually dealing with the end of last year. But this particular one deals with Lewis, and that's obviously the furniture retailer. Well, that's what it's best known for, certainly. And for the nine months to December, the group revenue growth was 8.7%, which is actually not bad, right? But the star here was other revenue, which is stuff like interest income, insurance revenue. So all the stuff other than just making a margin on selling you a bed, that source of income was up 15.2% over the period. The actual sales of furniture were, were pretty light, to be honest. So group merchandise sales only up 4.2%. Lewis, Bears, and Best Home and Electric, that was up 6.6%. And UFO was down 145 And there the point is that UFO, that's the cash sales business, whereas the rest of the group is very dependent on credit sales. So, you know, they are managing to sell on credit, but cash sales are just not there. Obviously, on stuff like furniture, that is a little bit more understandable. It's a more durable purchase. This is historically a retail category that depends on selling on credit in order to make money, but it does still tell you something about South African consumers. So, I mean, another another um, retailer that's exposed to credit sales is, is TrueWords, um, and their credit sales look pretty flat at the moment, and typically those companies are pretty generous with their credit rating. Certainly, if I look at what they keep telling me I'm allowed to spend. Um, tell us a little bit more about TrueWords. Yeah, so... Credit sales pretty much flat and then cash sales down 0.9%. So we've now pretty much rounded out all of the apparel retailers for the end of last year. And it looks like Mr. Price and the Fashini Group uh, got the lion's share at the end of last year. But these year-on-year movements can also be very misleading because they can change a lot depending on the base effect, i.e. how good the previous period was. And for example, Mr. Price had a pretty terrible end to 2022. They were woefully underprepared for load shedding. So the end to 2023 looks better year on year. Uh, TrueWords is kind of the other way around. They actually did very well at the end of 2022. So they were up against a pretty big base effect, particularly in South Africa. So their local business, TrueWords Africa, it only, you know, actually experienced a decrease in sales of 0.3% for the 26 weeks to 31 December, which is not what you want to see. But as I say, the base effect is big there. What was really interesting is their UK business actually did really well. So, you know, for all of the clothing retailers that have done offshore acquisitions and in many cases really hurt shareholders along the way, it's quite exciting to see that their business in the UK, it's called Office, 
that grew sales by 15.6%, and that's in pounds. So obviously, you know, once you translate that into rands, it's like 7 billion percent. And, uh, you know, that's quite nice. So in this case, it actually helped to have the, the offshore exposure. And all jokes aside, you translate it to rands, you get to 33% growth in rands. So obviously that that took the group result up to where they would like it to be. But it was very much driven by the UK, not South Africa. Well, I suppose some defense then, maybe South Africans go to the UK and to Australia and, get, and come back uh, beaten and bruised uh, and into Africa for that matter. Uh, in this case, uh, the diversification strategy paying off. Yeah, in this period. I mean, look, if you look over time, the offshore stuff has generally speaking not been great for local clothing retailers, but they need to find growth elsewhere. We've also seen Pepcor do it with Avenida, uh, which so far so good. You know, that's the Brazilian business. South African economy is just going sideways. They must all be looking again for offshore opportunity. I want to mention something, uh, just another retailer, and you obviously send out a daily ghost by smell that people should get on to and uh, because there's lots of great information there. But uh, Checkers, uh, you know, great results from Checkers. Uh, the, but the Checkers 6060, which uh, has yet to launch in Namibia, and I was saying to the ChopRite guys, they reckon it might be next year. Um, but that growth is 63%. This is, uh, they're hitting it out the park. Yeah, they are. Look, ShopRite as a group is hitting it out the park, just top to bottom, whether you look at their Checkers and Checkers hyper businesses, all the way down to ShopRite, YouSave, even stuff like OK Franchise, anything ShopRite touches seems to just do well. Even their furniture business at least keeps it going. But yeah, Checkers 6060 is a great story. And I think where they are doing so well is in recent years, they've done a good job of opening new stores in more attractive urban areas, whereas I think Pick and Pay has been caught napping a bit. And then obviously what 6060 does is it means each store's effective reach is much stronger. You know, back in the day, and by back in the day, I mean pre-pandemic, not exactly that long ago, most of your grocery store decisions were based on, you know, what is at the local mall? Let's face yeah. it. Whereas now you can go onto your phone and the mall is coming to you. So I think it then very much comes down to the best product, the best value proposition. And, you know, the numbers speak for themselves at Checkers. It's just phenomenal what, uh, what ShopRite is doing. They just can't seem to slow down. Well, one company that didn't seem to slow down at all for a long time was We Buy Cars. They went off. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a fantastic South African success story, uh, bought out by Transaction Capital, and that that was an interesting deal at the time. It now appears evident that they overpaid for it, but uh, they're now planning to unbundle We Buy Cars while they're themselves struggling with some issues at the JSC. Tell us a little bit more about that. I think it's debatable if they're overpaid for We Buy Cars. I still think long term it'll prove to have been a good acquisition, but I think the problem they've had there is at the same time as We Buy Cars, that SA Taxi just collapsed, and unfortunately it broke the transaction capital share price along the way. I think We Buy Cars was a deal that that actually they did pretty well with, and and it fills a good spot in the market. We Buy Cars, you know, it really gives a liquidity floor to people trying to sell their cars. Gone are the days where you know you're immigrating, you don't get a private offer. And you go into the dealer next door and they give you a terrible offer on your car. You know, we buy cars stop that happening. So it's a good business, I think. But they have decided, or they have in principle decided, which is not a, a final answer, that they're going to unbundle their 74.9% stake in we buy cars. And that means that we buy cars will be separately listed. It means that I, as a suffering transaction capital shareholder, will now become a shareholder in we buy cars. And basically what they're doing is they're moving we buy cars further away from the trouble. From a legal perspective, We Buy Cars and SA Taxi, there's no cross-default clauses, there's no contamination. But the reality is, from a reputational perspective, when they talk to funders, when they talk to investors, 
it all gets lumped in. So this is almost like a good bank, bad bank situation. We Buy Cars gets unbundled out. So the JSC gets a new way to invest in used cars, which I think is great for market participants. I love seeing new listings. And now Transaction Capital will have to try and manage the rump, which is basically SA Taxi and the Newton business, which is good. And then just lastly, we're nearly out of time, but uh, Microsoft, uh, some good news for Bill Gates. Some good news for Bill Gates, for Satya Nadella, and for this ghost over here, because Microsoft is my favorite company. If I had to pick just one thing to own forever, it would be Microsoft. Zero hesitation there. And it's very much about their cloud business. The press release makes that pretty clear. They highlight cloud strength in the headline of it. Revenue up 18% this quarter at Microsoft. It's 18%. It's a company that size growing 18%. And operating income up 33%. It's ridiculous. Their cloud revenue up 24%. I mean, the thing just does not stop. It's like, you know, international shop right, basically. Obviously, some parts are slower. You know, office consumer that was up only in inverted commas, 5%. It's very much a scale business already. LinkedIn advertising revenue up 9%. Uh, the Xbox side, that was up 61%. But be careful, 55% of that is the Activision Blizzard acquisition. So really only up about 6%. Uh, but I think one area where I just wish Microsoft would stay away is devices. They are just not good at hardware, revenue down 9% this quarter. I really believe they need to just get away from that now and just leave it to the hardware specialists. Uh, Apple, obviously, best example, and then, you know, everyone else. I don't know why Microsoft bothers with that. <laughs> Guys, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks for fascinating chatting to you. Uh, have a great uh, weekend, and we'll chat to you next week. Thank you. Enjoy Joburg. That's uh, this week's edition of uh, Ghost Biz. You can catch that as a podcast. Um, I go along to... Uh, uh, wherever we are listed, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from Spotify or through your uh, app store, uh, and you can listen to this uh, whole episode. Ghost Biz was proudly presented by IJG. IJG, making your money work for you. Visit IJG.net for more information.